Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. St. Nicholas Pavasilis wrote one of the great works of the church. He was around the time of St. Gregory Palamas and the Hesychast controversy. If you don't know what that is, that is okay, but for those that do, that is where you can put, put him in the shelf, as it were. He wrote a book called Life in Christ, which is the life in Christ for him was the sacramental life of the church, that you are born into the church via baptism, but that the church itself is a womb. This is in the first few pages of Life in Christ. The church is a womb in preparation for, in all the sacraments of the church, for heaven. That you are being woven together, you are being prepared to be able to go into the next life, the presence of God in heaven, prepared for that life. So that means there needs to be growth, development within the womb. That is, in the services of the church, the sacraments of the church, from baptism, chrismation, holy communion, confession, uh, and then there's others that we, we don't call maybe, I might say, big S sacraments. So this is, but there's all sorts of ways of encountering Christ through our neighbor, through our brother and sister in the church, through especially in repentance that is culminates in confession. And it is hard to develop if one is not within the womb to be prepared for the next life. And especially, and I know because I have this struggle myself, when we even come to the services and we struggle to do one of the basic things that we're here to do, which is to pray. Because that is our lifeline. That is our main preparation to encounter God. This is how we encounter Him here and now. Prayer. So we come to church and we struggle to pray, but I would guess if you're struggling to pray here, then you're probably struggling even more mightily at home or in the car or when you take a walk and you attempt to pray because prayer is not something that we just kind of naturally, not typically, just kind of desire to do. Maybe you are there, thank God, that you are driven to that desire and that it is almost second nature, as if breathing. But if you are like most of us mere mortals, struggle, prayer is struggle. We would much rather have our feet chained to the ground. But St. Maximus the Confessor talks about the love of God, which we especially exhibit through prayer, is that we prefer him to anything created, period. And in another place in Maximus, he talks about the soul trying to pray to God that is enwrapped or basically chained to the earth really struggles to fly. Can you imagine a bird that's chained to a tree and can't really get off the branch? It just kind of, and then goes back down. The development 
of prayer is something that we have to really struggle with till it becomes second nature, till it becomes like breathing for us. And so that means dedication specifically to prayer, not something tacked on, not just when things are going rough, because then we cry out, we start making the vows, right? Next time, if you would just help me in this situation, all of these kind of Hail Marys, we even have Hail Mary, right? We, it's, it's also because, right, you're throwing the pass as far because it's the last one you got, so you're going to throw a Hail Mary. <laughs> Prayer is something that we need in order to live fully, especially for the life that is to come, that heaven and earth meet in prayer. It is our lifeline. Developing a life of prayer and that struggle is an obedience. There's an obedience to a prayer rule, and this does not have to be an elaborate, monastic, long prayer rule, but some kind of regularity, morning and evening. And we have, of course, prayer books. And they guide you. And if you need guidance with the prayer book, just ask. We can sit down and we can talk about something that is a reasonable prayer rule to introduce normal habits of prayer. These prayers, especially in the prayer book, and I encourage you, I'm going to guess because it took me years to move beyond the morning prayers and evening prayers, that there's a lot more of your prayer book that is there than just morning prayers and evening prayers. Depending on your prayer book, you will have other services of the church. You might have Compline, small Compline, which is something that I highly encourage you at some time, because this is like anything else that is important in life. You can do, you know, two five-minute prayer book, morning and evening, but at some point, especially as we're coming towards Lent, and it's something that you do outside of the services, there's a time where you can set aside, I'm going to do small compline, or I'm going to attack, uh, I'm going to do small compline, and I'm going to put an acathus or a canon. And if you're starting to wonder, what am I talking about? We can sit down and talk about it. Or I, what I've, we talked about a long time ago, of de- developing like a few videos of just like, you want to pray a little bit more here is because if you get the prayer book and you start, you start scratching your head, how am I supposed to assemble this thing? And you can just look up here in the stands and see like all the books and the things. There is a ha- healthy habit of at times pushing yourself a little bit to pray beyond just the kind of check in with God and then go about your day. The check in with God absolutely necessary. To push yourself a little bit, to stay up, light some candles, maybe spend 30 minutes instead of another show on Netflix or another show on Amazon Prime, to dedicate that time, go to bed on time. I'm talking to myself here. Because <laughs> it's always the evening. It's like, now I'm free to do what I want to do. So what do I do? I do what I want to do. Which should be putting a little bit more prayer in. Prayer is hard because it can be boring. 
or distracting or something where because we are so used to it in that, that chain, we really like pleasure. We would much prefer to sit down and pour ourselves a bowl of cereal and watch something than to stand with attention before God and account for yourself and then pray for the world and begin again to repent. This is why the fathers encourage things like prostrations, even outside of Lent, to get your heart pumping a little bit and remind you that you come from the earth and that it is good to get, if you, especially if you're tired and you're yawning, you know that time you're praying, you're just yawning, you're just tired, do a few prostrations. You will wake up. You'll get the blood flowing. It is something absolutely necessary to our life at times to push our, ourselves a little bit with prayer. And I especially, if you uh, are saying to our Father for a lay person, the end of it, you say to the prayers of the Holy Fathers, or you end your prayers to the prayers of the Holy Fathers of the Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy upon us and save us. Part of the prayer rule in prayer, of course, that we are entreating God. But as we know in our worship and in our prayer life, we stand before God surrounded by his friends, the hosts, the angels, but also all of his loved ones, his mother and all the ones, St. Haralambos, uh, all of the saints that we can come to get to know. And in the church, one of the ways, especially if we have something heavy on our heart, because intercessory prayer is another path that we're Okay, I've done about 20 minutes of repentance. Now it's time to shift. Now I'm going to pray for someone else or other situations. Someone battling cancer. Someone who is struggling to find a job. Someone that is in the dumps and battling with depression. And if you come to know the friends of God, the saints, you start realizing that some of them have specific things that the faithful have come to them in prayer. St. Nectarios is known for intercessions for cancer. You think of St. Herman or St. Innocent, and I think of orphans. I think of helping children. I think of education. You can think of all of these things and entreating them. And the church puts before us acathists that you can readily Google and find all sorts just sitting on blogs or PDFs or etc. where you can find if you're looking for a job or want to help somebody look for a job, St. Xenia has helped many people that I know here and elsewhere, she's helped me before to find a job. St. Spiridon is known for those having issues with money etc. I'm sure you could Google, I know there's lists, it's just been a while since I've Googled these lists, that you can find lists of saints, Orthodox saints, to find, to be able to intercede with or find a service to them so that you can pray about the specific intention or thing that you have heavy on your heart. This is, this prayer, the development and strengthening of prayer is how we prepare for the next life. It is how we also come to enjoy and love the services of the church, that we, in praying at home and in private, when we come to the gathering together of God's holy ones, 
you and me, that you, your heart is already, you're already, you know, you do, do your warm-up exercises to come here and then to engage in a different way, to be able to encounter someone and maybe they have a word or a request from you, to be able to then return to your closet and to pray for them. May God grant us hearts a fire and a flame for him, letting no created thing come between us and him as we learn to pray with depth, with fervor, and with faith. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.